Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Objective, brought to you by the Ayn Rand Center UK. Today, we are going to be talking about International Women's Day. Yes, um, if you thought there was something different about the day, if you sensed something in the air, it is because the UN has said today is the day that we recognize women internationally. Um, and we here to discuss this interesting issue with me is... Uh, uh, one of my favorite people, Jonathan Honig. How are you doing out there in Chicago, my friend? We're starting to warm up, Mark, and it's great to be with you. And I think it's it's ironic that today the UN is bequeathed or said that we should be all uh, you know celebrating women because here at the Ayn Rand Center UK, you know, we're celebrating a woman every day, and obviously by the name of Ayn Rand, whose accomplishments I assure you that those at the UN probably won't be mentioning today. So I mean, it's it, it, the irony is. That- <laughs> should not be lost on our audience. And thank you. We see Robert there, equal to reality. A lot of our YouTube members and super chatters as well. You know, we're here celebrating and learning about the philosophy of a really extraordinary woman that my guess is most of the people celebrating Women's Day today have probably never even heard of, let alone read. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I think women who are perceived to be on the right side of the political spectrum, um, and I think, I don't know that Rand necessarily identified that way, but that's certainly the way people identify her today. Um, maybe like an Isabel Patterson too, and and some of the, the libertarian thinkers that, you know, Rose Wilder Lane, Mary Wollstonecraft, these people who are innovators in their own way, I doubt that they will be honored uh, as well in this international Women's Day. What do you think of this this whole concept of uh, honoring groups of people? Yeah, well, uh, you know, Miss um, Rand's thoughts. You, you, as you mentioned, Mark, it's the UN who has done this, and we did a little bit of a research. Our, our crack team of the Ayn Rand Center UK just look at the, you know. First of all, Miss Rand's thoughts on the UN are widely known. You should certainly Google them and get a sense of what she thought of the UN. But just to get a sense of the kind of lunacy of this, just look at some of the days they're celebrating this month. You know, I mean, today is International Women's Day. Tomorrow is International Day of Women Judges. It's International Day of Happiness a few days after that. So there's a lot of celebrating of days, I guess, going on day after day after day. And, you know, to your point, this idea of celebrating this particular racial or gender group and this, that particular, it makes me think of, a a message from Miss Rand from a great recording, Ford Hall Forum from 1972, one of her speeches called A Nation's Unity. She was talking about it in kind of the conscious of this racial divisionism, if you will, but she said, you've never thought of it before because you've become, but you've become race conscious and try to untangle your own ancestry. You find it so mixed that you cannot qualify for any of the groups into which your community is based the Afro-Americans, the Chicano-Americans, the Italian-Americans, the Jewish-Americans, the Irish-Americans, and you, you are just a mongrel American, so am I. Kind of making that point that, you know, these days what's celebrated is not just your own individual achievements, but you're belonging to some type of a group of which you really had no choice in even being part of. There's extraordinary women out there, we'll talk about some of them, including Miss Rand, but not, you know, being born in a particular gender has nothing to do with the choices that you make with your life or the achievements that you do or do not achieve. Well, go figure, a morally compromised organization based in collectivism um, arbitrarily names certain days after uh, collectivist ideas. Um, how surprising is that? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Please. 
No, no, you you go ahead. I thought I thought I interrupted you. No, so it, you know, I think the naysayers would, uh, or the the advocates of this type of thing, say, you know, we need positive role models. You know, I'm kind of again playing a little bit of devil's advocate because I'm getting a sense of where you stand on this issue of do we need an International Women's Day? I mean, they'd say, you know, we have younger people who necessarily don't know history. We need days like today to honor and highlight. I guess, particular women who've been a part of history and made part of history so that younger generations know. Now, what's so terrible about that? Let me throw that at you. Absolutely nothing is terrible about it, um, provided they understand that this is an accomplishment of an individual who overcame real social, I think, barriers and oftentimes legal barriers, uh, political barriers that existed at the time um, that we currently aren't responsible for, but that human life is a is in process all the time right and these people deserve to be recognized as heroes in general um and and maybe in the particular because there were specific obstacles placed against them and that's that's something that's valid to recognize that just makes them more heroic in my eyes but can you do that without denigrating men can you do that without denigrating anybody else and in my view the only way you can do that is by recognizing individual achievements and just yeah, um, famously studied history, and I forget the quote, but you know she talked about you know needing to study history, how man had acted again, I'm massacring the quote, but and you know and, and you know it seems as you said, I mean if you study history, you learn about and truly history, you learn about the achievements of all different types of individuals, and to your point, the context in which they happened. You know part of what I think is so fascinating about Miss Rand's story, you know, when we were talking a minute before we started here, it came to the country as an immigrant, we'll talk a little bit about that, but, you know, Miss Rand's uh, perspective on femininity, sexuality is so advanced and uh, modern, even today among today's feminists. So, you know, she was a groundbreaker, a, a trailblazer in so many ways, but it was her ideas and her achievements that made her so, not the fact that she happened to have a uterus. Well, also minus the the misandry that happens to permeate some of the feminist movement, right? I mean, a lot of fe modern feminism, I mean, was was based in attempting to widen the arc of rights and uh, and, and so that it included them as it as it of course always should have and didn't. But the, there was a modern sort of a feminist wave that was animated by man hatred. And, uh, and in the attempt to exclude men from the equation of pretty much anything from relationships to child rearing in, in this false attempt for a, of a declaration of independence on the part of women in the, in the sense that they were, they've been too dependent uh, all, all along. And now it's time to declare their independence, not by, not by being actually independent, but by destroying masculinity and maleness as such and coming out against it as such. Rand wrote female heroes that were very, very powerful beings in the 40s and 50s, you know, in the age that is held up by the left as being the, the, the cliche almost of the decades of oppression of 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 women and and them being locked into these gender roles that they couldn't get out of yet she had heroes that didn't fit into those roles at all sexually uh, they they didn't fit into those roles at work they were completely independent people and not a single man unless they're not a hero in the story is denigrated by the stature of those women and, and that is something to admire and that is something great
Equal to Reality, who is a YouTube member. And we thank you for that. We, we have a bunch of YouTube members and that really helps Rozzy and the, the, the people here keep our programming coming to you with stars like Mark, with experts like James Valiant, day after day after day. He says he longs to see the day when such a day is no longer needed. I think it's pretty much redundant, but in other parts of the world, I think that it's still needed. But it seems like, Mark, we're getting more of it. It's not like once women you know, achieve a particular <laughs> level of success, they say, well, who needs Women's Day anymore? It seems like now there's more of an emphasis on picking per particular days to honor particular genders, sexual um, uh, preferences, races or colors or histories. So, you know, Mary Lean says we need a day to honor the individual, but it seems like we're going that other way. I mean, you, you study, you talk about the whole intersectionality thing. It seems like that's where the mindset is now, this collectivist thing of not what did I do, but what did I do as part of a this group or that group or that? Or worse, I don't even think I don't even think intersectionality is about accomplishment, even accomplishment within a group. It's about accidentally being placed at the intersection of oppressions, various types of oppressions. So what you achieve, quote unquote, is moral stature through victimhood. Okay, and sometimes these recognitions uh, incorporate that and heavily stress that. And, you know, I, I can't help but think that's not really a conscience speaking. You know, that's not really somebody trying to right a generational wrong. It's really somebody trying to perpetuate unearned guilt to, to, to promote a grift of some kind. And I feel like the UN is probably one of next to Congress and next to our own Washington, uh, probably the biggest group of grifters out there in the world. And of course, they'll use collectivism. It's easy to use. And they'll use the ample guilt that Americans uh, feel for their privilege, because of course, altruism makes them feel guilty about being wealthy and working hard. Um, and they'll use that to their advantage to leverage it for power. And sometimes that's what I feel that these days are some about, I hate to say. Yes, of course. I mean, there's always like a secondary goal of days like these. I mean, as you said, they're not going to be promoting, to Marilyn's point, individualism. They're not going to be promoting Ayn Rand. <laughs> you know, they're going to be promoting, you know, to my guess, some sort of that anti-man, capitalism-hating, productivity-hating philosophy that the UN is kind of known for. But what's just so sad is that you know, Miss Rand's story should be taught by anyone who's interested in inspiring women, people. I mean, her story, going back, as you said, I mean, coming to the U.S., leaving her her uh, home country, knowing she was never going to come back again, not even speaking the language. And within, I don't know, was it six or seven years? She'd already written a book that was headed for the bestseller, maybe 10 years tops. I mean, her her whole life story is an inspiration, but yet it's kind of avoided when anyone's actually trying to promote successful women in 20th century history. Hey, just watch her at Madison Square Garden in her interview with um, Phil Donahue, and this is in the late 70s, towards the end of her life, um, claim in the bastion of blue statism, in the ba bastion of leftism, that there is no such thing as a glass ceiling for women in America. Uh, literally at the height of, um, practically the height of the ERA movement, and the height of this wave of feminist movement. She got booed by many people there, um, but she was a classic example of the fact that, yeah, in Europe, I escaped the glass ceiling, came here with nothing and made a great 
uh, project of my life, something worthy of admiration. And, and that is what people should look to. You know, I see the same kinds of things happening um, within the black community. There's a 1619 project. And then uh, that inspired a, a backlash, but a rational backlash called United 1776, where black authors and thinkers get together and they refute not only the 1619 project, but uphold the idea of Americanism in the sense that you've meant it, in the sense that Rand means it. Um, and that's profound. That's that is that represents a profound shift away from what you know you're saying things are getting worse. You know, we're recognizing collectives even more. Uh, uh, you know, intersectionality is like sort of the dominant culture, but there's also this backlash. It's not just right-wing you know, anti-woke culture, but real intellectual responses to this stuff that uh, I think is invigorating. I think, I, I, you know, I'm I'm losing my sense of pessimism because I think there's enough minds that are awakened by the insanity now um, who realize that their very survival um, rests on not just combating these ideas, but offering alternatives, rational alternatives to them. And that's starting to happen now. It's a little bit of a digression, but it's nonetheless, I think, relates to our this recognition of collectives thing here today. Yeah, and an emphasis on it seemingly as well. I mean, I, you know, it's not a perfect uh, metaphor at all, but I remember even as a young man, um, you know, I guess this is in the 90s as a kid, kind of first observing Condoleezza Rice. Now, you don't have to know like her politics, but like she back then she was a really impressive woman. She was accomplished. She had moved from from the private sector to the public sector. She was very well, well spoken. She handled it. So she impressed me. And there wasn't she spoke she spoke she, she speaks fluent fluent Russian as well. She I mean she she and what I was aware of as a young person, there wasn't this every moment of like, well, you know, she happens to be an African-American woman or well, as a woman, it was just like Condoleezza Rice was this kind of badass professional who impressed the hell out of me. And I just feel like if your goal is trying to change people's minds about looking at people as individuals and not as parts of a group, stop talking about them as part, always as parts of a group and just let them succeed as individuals. And, you know, Rand, is the, Rand always gets trot tried it out with you know great American writers or great American female writers and she is but she's a great writer not just a great female writer yeah so but that's not their goal of course because if you keep people in groups that have conflicting rights and claims against each other then you keep people at war with one another and so long as you keep people at war with one another you as the part of the political class can take advantage of that and grow your power and that's what they seem to do. That may sound very cynical, but I think it's an accurate reflection of what we're seeing today. They're afraid of individuals. They're afraid of individualism. You can't exploit individualism. But even you know, women, like I, I didn't read it, but I know there was an author, but I think Jennifer Burns or Mean Girls, you know, there's all these contemporary young females who write these anti-Ayn Rand screeds. And I think, you know, Ayn Rand was so, still is so far ahead of you. And as to your point, Mark, as a as a lover of man, as a worshiper of man, and how that doesn't denigrate a woman that brings both men and women up and, and celebrates their relationship and them as individuals, just, you know, her perspective on femininity and sexuality and on, on relationships, it's just, it's still so misunderstood. And maybe today is a good day on International Women's Day to begin to check it out. 
You're probably right. Unfortunately, you know, the gender studies programs at schools are more interested in undermining capitalism and what they think are the ancillary products of capitalism, which are gender roles as such. And so since that's their, their goal and not actually studying where gender comes from and why, how the sexes actually interact with each other and even integrating our understanding of biologies and brain chemistry, which I think would be a helpful start to understanding the differences and similarities between the sexes. They're actually out for a political end. Um, and, and, that's, and that's why they will not look at Rand's version of sexuality. In fact, they'll denigrate it. They'll say there's something wrong with it or her, her man worship as, as some evidence of some kind of patriarchal structure that she can't get out from under. Um, you know, so uh, I, I don't look for any answers from that field in, in the collegiate world anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, a, a great opportunity. We always try to emphasize to pick up something, for example, like the Romantic Manifesto or, you know, Atlas as a great example of, you know, starting to learn a bit about that, the wonderful sensual sexuality of, of uh, you know, Miss Rand's work, writing Miss Rand's work. Uh, I, I have to just mention, Mark, you know, your point about today's philosophy, perhaps, you know, being, uh, accepting, let's just say any gender roles, and I want to put words in your mouth, but so if it's International Women's Day, I mean, is anyone eligible? You know what I'm saying? Like, could someone who... Yes. You know where I'm going with this. I think in the 21st century, with with what the academics have uh, foisted upon the rest of the world, this now becomes a very complex question. It's not as simple as it was before. What does International Women's Day actually mean? Since it's untethered from biology and tethered to something else, now now it feels like it feels like women have been robbed of their identities. Right. Well, and and if and if anyone can be any gender, then do, what's the point of having any days really? You know, like it's, you know, could you could you celebrate both? Could you get Women's Day in March and then go around and get Men's Day or something else a little bit later in the year and celebrate them both? It, 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 it's based, if on, identity, based on reality. If identity is not connected to reality at all and you can identify as any old thing you want, and I've seen some pretty crazy identifications out there. People identify as five-year-old kids, a person who identifies as a puppy. You know, I mean, there's there's tons of crazy uh, iterations of this. If it's not it's if it's not in any way touching uh, reality, then you're right. You can't really identify anything as a day worth celebrating when it relates to human consciousness or or something human because who, who, you know, what does it mean? Well, if you're, if you're interested in inspiring stories, I mean, every part of Miss Rand's life, I always feel like, you know, the idea that she met her husband, I believe by tripping him, right? She wanted to meet yeah. Frank O'Connor. She tripped him in order to meet him. You know, she went, she got herself on Cecil B. DeMille's set. She worked her way up. You know, she <laughs> like systematically tackled life day after day after day. And if you want an inspiring female story, pick up some legitimate uh, work by Ayn Rand and, and reviews of Ayn Rand, go to the Ayn Rand uh, Institute's uh, website and, uh, and and learn about this fascinating thinker, this innovative philosopher, and this truly amazing woman. Who came to America without being able to speak that much English and in my view has become a founding father. Um, her, you, know, you know, every few generations, I guess, there are people that advance the views of the founding fathers, and by advance, I mean progress them, elucidate them even more deeply, 
and um, uh, you know and uh and further it along i think i think um uh frederick douglas was one of those who who kept the, the america's moral feet to the fire tried to make america consistent with its declaration of independence and its constitution and since then in, in in at least as far as i can tell rand was the was the next person to take what the founders said and aristotle and even deepen it even even greater and make a more irrefutable case for the goodness of americanism individualism rational egoism um and so if we're going to celebrate are you going to let's see it well you had you, you you set it up a little bit i mean that's it. I mean, Rand is America's philosopher, Mark. As you said, she wrote the book that we reprinted a few years back. She's she's America's voice. Now, I think a lot of people who probably celebrate Women's Day, my sense is probably don't love America. Maybe I'm projecting a little bit much, but maybe they think, you know, America was the slave, you know, that my sense is they might have a pretty anti-American exceptionalism perspective, but you know, if you love America, Ayn Rand is the American philosopher and the American voice. Yeah, and you know, not celebrating collectives uh, doesn't mean you don't recognize that people suffered throughout history. I mean, human history is a long, bloody trail uh, full of tons of injustices against all kinds of people who didn't deserve it, but we weren't evolved, of course, so these terrible things happen. What you should be celebrating is the accomplishments and achievements of individuals, irrespective of their ethnicity or or their um, uh, gender. That's what matters. Achievement. Uh, how, how how much integrity do they have? How honest are they? Um, how successful are they with respect to you know their command of their own world and their own universe? How how much do they respect the rights and freedoms of others? These are things that we should be recognizing as virtues, as top qualities in human beings, not just groups of uh, groups of people uh, pell mell uh, who contain both bad and good and uh, the insane and the sane. Well, I'll throw one out too before we, we leave you th this evening is uh, another female philosopher who I know we both happen to really enjoy and respect is Dr. Tara Smith, who is, I don't know exactly where she, what university she's associated with, but she has a number of essays, number of books, Ayn Rand's normative ethic, ethics, um, viable values, read Tara Smith's books. She's again, brilliant philosopher, yeah, she's a woman, but just an amazing voice to avail yourself with if you're a student of objectivism like, like Mark and I are as well. Um, I agree. I read Normative Ethics. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it, I thought it really developed Rand's ethics um, beyond what I thought was even imaginable. It's a very, very good book. She's a great thinker. Yes, um, on, on International Women's Day, Rand and Tara Smith uh, should both be admired and you should get their work. You should read them, devour them because they will help you. Look, I've, I can be, I can test. She's at the university of Texas in Austin, of course, where I think everybody with a brain is going, um, or most people with a brain is, are going. Um, yes. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say now because of that, but, uh, yeah, get their books because they're, they're awesome. And he's even, you know, people like Rose Wilder Lane, um, if you if you read her stuff, she she had a very interesting pedigree, you know, born on the frontier and then became an international traveler and reporter and and one of the great voices of liberty in the world. Very, very intelligent, 
uh, searing wit, uh, brilliant mind. Uh, admire those people because you know what? They set us free. We stand atop their shoulders. They are giants and we do stand atop their shoulders and wouldn't be where we are right now without them. And we feel the same way about our supporters. Thank you again, Mary Aline. Ashley Shrug says she identifies as a badass. Where's the day for that? Well, it's today. Today, because you, you're you a part of our philosophy posse. We thank you for that support, Ashley. Mary Lean, we thank you for that support. Bonnie, so many great supporters. And, and keep it tuned here because coming up in just what, two, three hours UK time. Well, it's actually, it's 10 p.m. UK time. It's four hours from now, three hours from now. The Cutting Edge with Lee Pearson, Robin Stubblefield, and Steve Richens on key concepts in perception. Is perception valid or inerrant? You know, Mark, isn't that so awesome about just the study of objectivism is that there's so much to learn. Everything from pop culture, I know when you do with the TV talk to these guys talking about epistemology. I mean, people say, oh, I read Ayn Rand, I know Ayn Rand. I mean, we've been studying this for decades and we're still learning and exploring. So there's always more to, to, to find out. Yeah, if you think you know Ayn Rand, all you have to do is sign up for the three-year course at uh, Objectivist Academic Center and find out how little you actually know. And Mark uh, not only completed that course, but I believe was highlighted as the star pupil one year. Is that yeah, yes, talking? yes. Me me and the, me and the Shubes, Stephen Shub, uh tied for, for number one. So yeah, I mean, and that ain't easy. Trust me, it's uh, it's a pretty challenging course, but you certainly find out the depth of your knowledge of objectivism. Oh, it's called Ayn Rand University now, not not OAC. So I'm sorry, I'm just an OG man. So back in my day, it was the OAC. Um, well, we, anyway, we, if if we before we leave, let's just talk about maybe one or two days that we should have that people can celebrate and recognize. Uh, something that I think would be uplifting for all. Do you have any suggestions? I have one or two. I'll go after you. Huh. I mean, you know, I, it's funny. Uh, it makes me think of um, Dr. Brooke often says, you know, if you met Jeff Bezos, what would you say? If you met Jeff Bezos. Because, you know, I think about someone who basically has improved my life, big picture. And what would I say other than just thank you? You may have met Jeff Bezos. Would you be like, you owe me money, Bezos? Where's, you know, what you did this? You'd say, you'd just say, thank you. Thank So, you know, I, I'd like something to maybe acknowledge some of the, the true business entrepreneurs as a, as a juvenile diabetic, perhaps the gentleman who from Genentech who invented insulin, to, uh, synthetic insulin. There's so many uh, business people in my mind. It sounds a little cliche, but business people, boy, they improved my life. So just to be able to thank them would be enough for me. Well, they're so vilified in American culture, ironically, but Rand, I think, said it best, and I'm paraphrasing that, you know, businessmen only exist in free countries. In other places, they're bureaucrats. And uh, you want the businessman because to the extent that they're here, that means you're free. But believe it or not, regardless of your ideology, you should get that through your head fast. Yeah, we should definitely, I think, have a, a inventor's uh, recognition day, and you could probably... You almost almost populate the the yearly calendar with a day that somebody invented something that was very useful to humanity. And, and, and I I'll think just say Adam Mossoff on Twitter, the professor does exactly that with patents. So he's a he's a patent expert, an objectivist patent expert. So he does exactly that. Some of the amazing innovations that everyday people have come up with that make our lives better. So let's honor and, that. And Man, we need women. 
yes, we need to be reminded of that. We also need to be reminded, not, not of oppression, because we all know that existed, but liberation, uh, you know, freedom. We need today to recognize what that means exactly, because some people think it means um, separating them, making them immune to what's metaphysically given as opposed to man-made force. And we need we need people to recognize that. We need a national individual day so that people understand that the smallest minority in the world is the individual. And, and that individual is also the source of values and thought. And, and that sovereignty is a recognition of that. So those days that are marked out like that, I think will help people get more in tune with what will make them not only successes potentially in the material world that that may or may not happen but certainly a success in in your interior world and philosophy can do that for you if you take it seriously folks well you know I, i'd like to think that the un is going to be doing that mark but on the 15th it is international day to combat islamophobia and then on the 20th it's french language day so we'll we're going to contact them see if they can split it uh, put it in but until then, we're going to keep it here for uh, Cutting Edge in just a few hours, and we'll be back here with more of the Daily Objective. And we, I know we want to thank our listeners and our viewers so much for being part of what we do. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Well, thank you and best premises to all.